0: to worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are glad you have joined us on this sixth Sunday of Easter and Happy Mother's Day. Let us join our hearts and our minds and our voices together as we put new words to a familiar tune. Let us sing now, Guide Us to Openness.
1: I am so happy to be here on our steps preparing to do the children's sermon with two actual children. So I'm going to ask them each to introduce themselves and what grade you're in and we'll start with you.
2: My name is Charlotte and I'm in seventh grade. I'm Maddie and I'm in third.
1: And I'm very happy that you both accepted my invitation to come and hang out with me for a little bit. It's been a long time since we've been on the steps together, and I can't wait till we're all back on these steps. So today's a special day. Normally I would ask everybody, what day is it? And they would all shout Mother's Day. So we're celebrating Mother's Day. We're celebrating the incredible women in our lives. Uh, If you look at Proverbs 31, it talks about the special woman and and some of the attributes of a special woman. And it is that she is a person of strength and dignity. She has sense of humor. She speaks up wisdom. She is kind. She takes care of her family and her household, and her children will rise up and call her blessed. Well, I've noticed that you've both brought something today, and I would love to hear what you brought and why you brought it. And Maddie, do you want to go first? So tell me, what is that, and why did you bring this today?
2: This is my stuffed bear. Um, I... I brought it because it reminds me of my parents, and you told me to bring something that reminds me of my parents.
1: And how come this stuff, Bear, reminds you of your parents?
2: Well, my mom gave it to me, and my dad snuggles with
1: it. Oh, that's, that's fantastic, isn't it great that our parents are always thinking about what giving us gifts, making us feel good, doing the things that they know that we need to feel comfort and happy and safe. That's awesome. What about you, Charlotte? What did you bring?
2: I brought um, a pair of uh, mittens that my mom made for me when I was younger.
1: Can you hold those up so everybody can see those? That's very nice. Your mom made those. Your mom has so many hidden talents. I. And so, when did she make those for you, and what did they make you feel?
2: Um, I think I was a little younger than Mattias, so I was five or six years old. Um, and they mean a lot to me, because they're, of all the clothing I've ever owned, they're the warmest items I have, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that is very symbolic of a mother's love, and it is filled with warmth. Thank you very much. So today we celebrate all the special women in our lives. We we thank our mothers, our grandmothers, aunts, and our entire church community filled with amazing women who love us and take care of us, whether it's in Sunday school or in the nursery uh, or here and giving us the word of God. Well, thank you for being here with me today. Let's let's pray, okay, and then we'll continue with the service. God, thank you for Charlotte and for Maddie and all the children they represent that are part of our church family. I love them, I miss them, I I pray that they are, um, that you are watching over them, continuing to guide them and raise them, Jesus, to be like you and to follow in your footsteps. And I can't wait till we're all back together again. For all of the mothers and women in our lives, we lift them up, we honor them, and we thank you for the women who have shaped us and mold us and who are our guide and a light for us. We thank you so much in your name, amen. Now in two weeks, we have something really exciting coming up, we have Family Fun Day, it's our first kind of in-person event that we've been able to do with families, and so that is uh, in two weeks from yesterday, I think the date is May 23rd, is that a thumbs up? 22nd, thank you, 22nd, it's a Saturday, It's from 10 until 12, and we're gonna have a great time. So, I, um, There's information on the website, on Facebook. You can email me at kevin at hollywoodumc.org. You do need to register, uh, so just email me and I can send you the link if you don't have it to register, but I hope that lots of families will come out. I think you're gonna both be there. Yes, you are, I know for sure. And so we look forward to that, it's gonna be a great time. Thank you both for being here with me today, and we'll continue with our service.
3: In the silence of our hearts or in spoken words, let us give thanks for the gift of this day and pray for the life of the world. Gracious and loving God, we come together as the family of Christ in praise and honor to you and with gratitude for our many blessings. We thank you for adopting us into your family through the miracle of your grace and for calling us to be siblings to each other. Today, we especially honor those who take on the role of motherhood in the many forms which that entails. We pray for those who cared for us when we were helpless, who comforted us when we were hurt, whose love and care we often took for granted. And we lift up those who are grieving the loss of their mother, those who never knew their biological mother and now yearn for her, and those who have experienced the wonder of an adopted mother's love the families separated by war or conflict. Lord, we remember also those who are struggling, those who are remembering children who have passed away and pregnancies that miscarried, those who decided other parents were the best choice for their babies, those who adopted children and loved them fiercely, those experiencing frustration or desperation in infertility, those who knew they never wanted kids and the ways they have contributed to our shared world. Those who mothered colleagues, mentees, neighborhood kids, and anyone who needed it. To those remembering mums no longer with us. Those moving forward from mums who didn't show love or hurt those they should have cared for. Those families considered unconventional and who have stepped up to fill the roles of parenting in the rainbow of ways that manifest itself. Today is a day to honor the unyielding love and care for others we call motherhood, wherever we have found it and in whatever ways we have found to cultivate it within ourselves. Strengthen us all for the ministries of love and hope that you have placed before us. We ask this in Jesus' name as we say together the words he taught us. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We have a number of events coming up in the next couple of weeks, starting um, tomorrow at 7.30. Online is Courageous Conversations, where they will be discussing um, why do we need representation and why is it so important. Uh, Please um, email Pastor Mark um, for details of that. On Saturday at 10 o'clock on the 22nd, as Kevin just mentioned, we have a family day planned, so please email Kevin at hollywoodumc.org for details of that. And finally, on... Uh, Saturday, May 29th at 11 o'clock, we will be having another camp meeting in our parking lot. As for the family day, registration is required. Um, You can email revkathy at hollywoodumc.org for details of that, and all of these events and many more are on our Facebook pages and on our website. Everything we do is made possible by you, by your gifts, your prayers, your presence, your service, your witness, and your financial gifts. In these difficult times, we need your help more than ever, so please consider giving as generously as you are able in the many ways that are now displayed on your screens in order that we can continue our mission and work right here in the heart of Hollywood and in Toluca Lake. Thank you.
4: In the presence of mine.
5: A reading from the Book of Psalms in the King James Version of the Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Word of God, words of life. Thanks be to God.
0: Easter, spring, new life are all around us, but what is it that sets apart the great 50 days of Eastertide? Hope. A resurrection hope that is greater than doubt, greater than fear, greater than uncertainty, greater than loneliness. Hope is a response to God's grace and unconditional love. Ultimately, to live in the resurrection is to live as a person of hope. So our focus for this season of Eastertide is 50 days of hope. But before we do a deep dive into our scripture for today, the 23rd Psalm, two quick things. First, happy Mother's Day to all mothers and grandmothers, aunts and women who have nurtured us in any way. I hope you receive lots of love and appreciation this day. And second, even though it's Mother's Day, I'm going to tell a dad joke, precisely because Terrence Hartwell is here in the room today. Now, this story was originally told by one of the great preachers in our annual conference, the Reverend Mark Trotter, so I feel fairly confident in it. It's about Theodore Geisel, who most of us know as Dr. Seuss, who's been in the news of late. Geisel's biographers shared that when Geisel was a college student, he and his roommate wanted to open up a private detective firm. They were going to call it, Surely Goodness and Mercy. And their slogan would be, We will follow you all the days of your life. Okay, collective groan, I can hear it now, even from your homes. but Here is why that story works. Most of us in general society, religious or not, can recognize portions of the 23rd Psalm if for no other reason it is widely read at memorial services. Many of us can recite it from memory, emphasizing the parts that mean the most to us. When my friend Richard Zaldivar read this Psalm at my husband's funeral, he accentuated the parts I needed to hear the most. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. There's no adequate way of explaining just how much our collective and individual souls need restoration from the past 15 months of pandemic. Just when we needed each other the most, we were forced into isolation to keep ourselves and to keep others safe. For many of us, Zoom became our best friend and simultaneously our worst enemy. For others of us, working from home was simply not an option. So earning a living meant by definition risking exposure to the virus on a daily basis. There were shortages that most of us have never experienced in the United States. Toilet paper? Really? But the real toll came in the shortage of hope and the onslaught of despair that overwhelmed us in those first few months. And in the endless, it seemed, spikes and waves of sickness and death, of at-capacity hospitals and exhausted medical personnel. Now, we don't know the context in which today's psalm was written. Chances are it was not a pandemic. Yet the comfort and the truths it imparts have been a cornerstone for many of us. Long attributed to David as the writer, the 23rd psalm is what's known as a song of trust. Now, other psalms take on different forms. Think of Psalm 150, a song of praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Or one of my own favorites, Psalm 121, which is known as a psalm of ascent, which is said before going on a journey, I lift mine eyes up into the hills, from whence does my help come? My help comes from God who made heaven and earth. Or the psalm and the song that immediately precedes this one, Psalm 22, is a song of lament, my God. My God, why have you forsaken me? Now, Psalm 23 and Psalms of Trust, Songs of Trust, they have two things in common. First, there is a real or perceived calamity of some kind, and then a trust that the calamity or the disaster will pass, and eventually all will be well. In the 23rd Psalm, David wanted to make it clear that no matter what disaster befalls us, God is with us and will see us through to the other side. We can be assured that whatever path we are on, the good shepherd has already walked it and walks it with us as we journey forward. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. James Lindbergh points out that in the original Hebrew of Psalm 23, there are exactly 26 words that precede that phrase, thou art with me, and then 26 other words that follow it. So it bookends and centers that phrase, thou art with me. Perhaps this poet was boldly declaring that God being with us is what we should take as central to our lives. As James Howell has written, God is with us. We are not alone down here. The whole gospel is that God is with us. Jesus was called Emmanuel, which means God with us. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, his dying words were the best of all, God is with us. God doesn't shelter us from trouble. God doesn't magically manipulate everything just to suit us, but the glorious width is unassailable, unchangeable, and indeed the only fact that matters. And that family is why hope is greater than pandemic, this pandemic or any other. God was with us when we first encountered the valley of the shadow of death 15 months ago. God was with every person diagnosed with COVID, weeping with the families of souls who have perished. God was with us when pharmaceutical scientists were developing and testing the vaccine that has the ability to bring us as a nation and as a world to herd immunity. God is still with us walking before us as this week Los Angeles County entered the yellow tier And more and more opportunities for a semblance of normalcy became open. This, this is the hope of the resurrection, that death doesn't have the last word, but as the great writer Frederick Buechner says, only love does. This week I was reading an article in the Christian Century by a Harvard Divinity School professor, Stephanie Paulsell. And she wrote, in part, there's so much to look forward to in a post-pandemic world hugs, unmasked faces, gathering in churches and classrooms again. But our worries about how to re-enter the world of classrooms and offices are reminders that the post-pandemic world also looms as a challenge. As the world reopens, how will we find our way in it? We have an opportunity to go do more than to go back to the way things were a chance, even the responsibility to do better. How can he rise to it? She then offers a reflection on a writing uh, from the 16th century by Saint Teresa of Avila called The Interior Castle, which is an exploration of the pathways of the human journey towards God. And then she draws the following conclusion. The pandemic has made it impossible not to know what needs to be done. The injustices fracturing our world have been laid bare for all to see. As I heard a student ask in a presentation on the structural inequalities revealed by COVID, will we still care when COVID is over? Will we stay dissatisfied enough with current realities to keep looking for new ways of living that cherish every life? Well, family, that decision is up to us. My own fear is that it's going to be easier for us as a nation to rid ourselves of the pandemic of COVID than it will be to eradicate the pandemic of systemic racism. Shootings of African-American men and women by law enforcement, even after the conviction of Derek Chauvin for the death of George Floyd continue, seemingly unabated. Efforts to restrict voting rights targeting people of color are being introduced and passed in a majority of state legislatures. Violence against the Asian American Pacific Islander community continues. We see all these things happening and we can't unsee them. The question is what choices will we make to bring forth lasting and real change? Last Thursday, Mayor Garcetti hosted the National Day of Prayer, Mayor's Interfaith Prayer Breakfast, online. And as part of his remarks and reflections, he shared a line from Leonard Cohen's song Anthem. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets through. The mayor then opined that through this pandemic, we have clearly seen the cracks of our city, our society. We've seen the cracks, the fractures in our everyday lives. But, he said, we've also seen the light enter. The light has entered, and it has given us hope. Hope for an end to COVID. Hope for those who call the streets home. Hope for an end to racial injustice. Hope for a new day because God is with us. Thou anointest my head with oil; my cup runneth over. Our cup indeed runneth over with the hope of the resurrection, which stirs us as best we can to reflect light through all of the cracks that we can. As we prepare to return to indoor worship in the sanctuary, likely this fall, because you do remember how hot the sanctuary gets in the summer, right? Just. Think about it, you'll remember. In that process, we're looking at the procedures that we are going to need to put in place in order to gather safely, such as mask wearing and no congregational singing, at least at first. To get ourselves ready, we'll be having some outdoor camp meetings this summer uh, with the next is May 29th, as Reverend Denise said, when we will gather in the parking lot with music and some readings, and we will baptize Lonnie May, who's the two-month-old daughter, 2 months now, she'll be a little bit older later this month, born to Sean and Lou. Baptisms, like Holy Communion, will necessarily change for the foreseeable future. Take a look at our very first pandemic-era baptism for baby Wayland, we held last month at our Harmony Toluca Lake campus.
5: Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift to us, offered without price. And He is presenting this beautiful, beautiful child for baptism. And his name is. That's <laughs> <Waylon> Ford. <laughs> okay, so then to the parents and their mother and I'll get the godparents later. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil forces of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. I do. I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist? Injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. I do. I I do. do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord, in union with the Church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? I, I, do, I do. Will you nurture this child in Christ's holy Church, that by your teaching example, who may be guided to accept God's grace for Himself? to profess his faith openly and to lead a Christian life. If so, say, I will. I I will. will. And to everyone out here, (laughs) and on the street too, it's okay. Do you you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say, we do. We do. Will you nurture one another in a Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? If so, say, we will. We We will. All right, let us pray over to, as Pastor Mark pours the water, let us pray. Pour out your Holy Spirit, bless this gift of water, and he who receives it, to wash away his sin and clothe him in righteousness, around his life, that dying and being raised in Christ, he may share in his holiday. Amen. What, Hallie?
0: it was so hard not to be able to hold that baby as I baptized him but you know this is part of what it means to live in a new way of living together and finding new ways of being church together outside the walls as well as inside is going to be part of our new way of living going forward we're going to need help. We're going to need help from many of you. If you know how to do PowerPoint, if that is in your wheelhouse, if, being, if doing running a camera is in your wheelhouse, we're going to need help with subs at both campuses and actually on people serving at both campuses beginning this fall. Worship is going to be different. We won't have paper bulletins. We won't be passing an offering plate. That doesn't mean we won't be asking for your offerings. We're just not passing a plate for now. But In all of these changes and these plans and not knowing exactly how we will order our lives together, we need not fear. We simply need to trust in God because wherever we are going, we have the assurance that the Good Shepherd has walked this way before us and leads us on. God is with us. And in response... We don't offer any jokes. We simply offer our lives by proclaiming on this Mother's Day and every day, surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Go forth this day knowing that God is with us knowing that God is leading us forward, and know that we go nowhere where God has not already gone. Go now in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.